homecoming. On a cold night outside of a small city, a strange light ripped the night sky in half. Out of the rip walks what appears to be a man. I am out at last, he yelled. He then looked at the nearby road sign. It read, Welcome to Angel Grove. The next day, two heroes of this very town walked out from the airport. The former Red Power Ranger, Jason Lee Scott, and the former Yellow Power Ranger, Trini Lin Kwan. My, it's good to be home, Jason said. That is very true, Trini answers. So, um, how do we get to Kim's place? Jason asked. Don't really know. She just said that someone would meet us here, Trini replied. Oh no! It's a monster! yells someone from behind Jason and Trini. The two former heroes drop, and drop their bags and into their fighting stances. Hold on. I know that voice, Trini says. Jason and Trini turn around to see Kimberly laughing. You two really need to see your faces, she says. Kim! What are you doing here? Jason asks. Nice to see you again, too, Jason. The three walk to a hot pink convertible. Whoa, that has Kim's name all over it, Jason says. Kim opens the trunk and the two put their bags within. So, Kim, why are you back in Angel Grove? Trini asked. Kim pulled up her left pant leg to reveal a foot cast. Oh my god, what happened? Jason asked. I broke my foot, Kim says, getting into the car. Jason and Trini also jump in. What about the Olympics? Jason asks. I'm not eligible now, Kim says in a very mundane voice. Jason and Trini exchange glances. You don't sound too broken up about that, Kim, Trini said. I'm not, seeing as now I have found my true calling, Kim explained. And that is? Jason asks. I found that I love teaching it more than doing it, Kim replied. The three pull up to the front of an old Victorian house. The house was nearly painted, newly painted with tan windows along the front of the house. Upon getting out of the car and walking up to the door, they could see two old hooks where a sign once hanged. Whoa, Jason explained. Kim, that was... What was this place? Trini asked. Oh, this was once my grandmother's halfway house, Kim replied. Whoa, Jason said again. Kim smiled and opened the door to a huge front room with five blue lazy boys recliners and two tan long couches. This is nice, Kim, Trini said. Thank you, Trini. There are rooms upstairs. Why don't you both go find a room and I will start dinner, Kim said. Jason and Trini nod their heads and walk upstairs. The bedrooms all look the same. One large king-sized bed, one cedar dresser, an oak nightstand, and hanging on the wall was a TV-slash-DVD flat screen. There were walk-in closets as well. Jason and Trini put their stuff away and walked back downstairs. In the dining room, like all the other rooms in this house, was huge. There was a large marble table with ten chairs around it. In one of the chairs sits Kim. Jason and Trini join her. 
Kim handed them a bowl of soup. It's clam chowder tonight, she said. Trini just smiled. Works for me, Jason said. The three talk afterward like old friends would. Know what I don't get, Jason said. What's that, Jay? Kim asked. How it happened to be that we all came back to Angel Grove at the same time, Jason said with a grin. Yeah, I noticed that too. It does seem a little odd, right? Trini asked. The three exchange glances once again, and then they head off to bed. As they slowly drift off to sleep, they all ponder what Jason had said. Once they had fallen asleep, they thought they were going to get a good night's rest. Boy, were they wrong. Jason lay sleeping in his bed, tossing and turning. Within his dream, he was walking down a dark hallway. When he got to the end, there was a large stone door with a red suit of armor. Jason reached out to touch it, and the suit seemed to come to life. What the? Jason yells, jumping back. So, you have come to wake the dragon, have you? The man in the suit said. Whoa, I have no clue what you're talking about, Jason replied. The man draws his sword. I am not here to fight, Jason replies. My name is Johan, and this is where you are wrong, Jason. You have come to fight, Johan yells, running towards Jason. Jason assumes his fighting stance. How do you know my name? He yells, backflipping out of the way from Johan. Let's just say that we were related in a way, Johan replied. Jason just stands there. Johan draws back his sword and runs at Jason. Jason backflips again, causing Johan to miss. I am not going to fight you, Jason says again. The long stone door that Johan was standing in front of opens to reveal a huge red dragon. Jason looks on with awe. Johan calmly claims this moment to frontly kick Jason in the chest. Hard. Jason falls back and lands on his back. Johan points the sword at his throat. You lose, Johan said. Jason's eyes fall to the dragon. If you are to have my power, you must try harder, the dragon says. At that moment, Jason awakes and sits up quickly. He grabs his chest in pain from where he had been kicked. What the? Have his power? What's going on here? Meanwhile, Trini lay in her bed, stiff as a board. For in her dream, she was tied to a rock in the middle of a volcano. High above her, she could see what looked like a bird. Help me, she called out to the bird-like thing that was beginning to descend. Someone, please help me, she yelled once again. Now the bird-shaped thing was before her, and she could see that it was not a bird at all, but a beautiful horse with wings and a horn coming out of its forehead. Trini examined the horse. My god, you're a pegacorn, Trini said. The pegacorn nodded its head and bit the ropes that held Trini in place. Trini got to her feet and stood face to face with the pegacorn. How can I thank you? Come find me, Trini, said the pegacorn. Then Trini slowly awoke. She was dripping with sweat coming from the heat of the lava. Come find you. That was just a dream, right? Wiping the sweat from her brow. What's going on? 
Chiang. In Kim's dream, we find her at the Olympics, giving a killer show on the balance beam. She did three backflips, then inverted into a triple backflip, landing perfectly. The crowd yells out her name, and Tommy was there to give her her gold medal. Just as he went to hand it to her, the sky darkened, and men in all black jumped out of nowhere. One grabbed Tommy and carted him off. The other starts to attack Kim. She tries to fight them off, but the numbers just keep growing and growing. Right before Kim was covered in a dog pile, she saw a beautiful griffin. You must let go of fear if you're going to find me, the griffin said. Kim suddenly rolled out of her bed, which awoke her instantly. Fuck. Okay. Getting to her feet and back to into the Kim could feel the pain and fear of the men in black covering her. Find you, Kim pondered. At 7 a.m., their alarms begin to go off. The three stumble out of bed and get dressed and make their way down to the front row. They are all locked. They all look like crap. They exchange looks. So, it was not just me that had a bad dream, Kim asks. No, I would say by the looks of all of us, it was all of us, Trini replied. What was in that clam chowder, Kim? Jason asks. 